And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 224. And today we're going to be talking about two films from the 2000s era. And that is Ghosts of Mars, a John Carpenter film from 2001. And The Ruins from 2008. That's right. So we're going to be talking about those two movies. It's a it's a different thing. I guess we were just kind of in the mood for some 2000 stuff, I guess. You know, we don't go into it that often, I don't think, do we? Well, didn't we the week before? <laughs> yeah, well, no, we did, but I'm just saying because last week oh, we it did triggered. it, we were like, hey, let's do some more. Right. Yeah. But yeah, guys, so I'm excited to talk about those two movies. One of them might be an abomination to you. Mine might not be. I don't know. There's a lot of mixed feelings on both of these movies, really. One more in particular, which is probably Ghosts of Mars, because it's John Carpenter. So we got a lot of thoughts on that. By the way, guys, something that I've been doing behind the scenes, I don't know if you guys follow our YouTube or not, but if you don't, you should. And for all of you new people who have been coming from YouTube to check out the podcast, welcome. Thanks for coming by and listening to our show. We do a bunch of different stuff each week. I've had a lot of people on YouTube and other places writing me and saying, hey, I just just started listening to your podcast. Hey, this is a really good video and stuff. So thank you guys. I really appreciate that. We really appreciate that, all the work that we do so and uh we got three videos up actually this past week i did a review of lucky from 2020 that just came out on shutter about a week ago we also got demons one and two which is a 4k set that i purchased overseas to get over here because i'm a huge demons nut uh, for those of you who are new here i love demons one and two i love them <laughs> I will buy movies that even have the demon's name just because of those movies, even if they're nothing like it. OK, uh, I did a big fucking unboxing and review and nostalgia trip. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out, too. Plus, a new review of a movie I wasn't too fond of, but it's probably a fun watch is The Devil Below from 2021 that just came out this past week. Oh, on Shutter? Yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of people actually watching that one. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, follow us on YouTube. It, it really does help us out a long ways, as well as all of you guys who've been sharing the good word of Beyond the Void Spread, out there. Spreading the word. You guys fucking rock. That's literally how we exist. So, and we, we don't have a Patreon or do anything like that. Although we've been told to do one. No. I do, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's like crowdfunding to me. It's, and we've had a really bad experience with crowdfunding. Right. Trying to save our dog. <laughs> 
and it just put a bad taste in our mouths. So we just don't. So if you want to help us out, all you got to do is share it with your friends. That does more than enough for us. And we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget next week, guys, we got a special interview with the director of Psycho Gorman. That's Stephen Kostansky. He also did The Void, Manborg, I mean, Biocop. I was really excited to do this interview, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So definitely stay tuned for next week, and I hope you enjoy it. So look forward to that. We got a couple of movies we'll tell you at the end of the podcast that we're going to do as well. So, but yeah, how have you been this week? What's going on with you? Good. Been hiking. Yeah. Been taking Murray, our dog, hiking with. That's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. That's awesome. Yeah, I would. I don't go with them because... It's too early. You don't get up that early. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a morning person very much. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not an evening person either because I'm tired from working, doing all this stuff too. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. So we've both been on a diet, sort of. It's not a what? diet. It's a, it's a healthy living, right? Your first week, how are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> But yeah, I'm fucking, yeah, I'm trying to sneak in food here and there. But you know, you get your special treat today with Ooh. the horror shot. Oh yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to tide me over for the whole week. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, so yeah, that's been interesting. I mean, I'm eating a lot of vegetables and doing the, what is it? A dash diet or Mediterranean diet, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Which we do like, you know, fish or chicken at night for like one big meal and then throughout the whole day. Portion control, calorie yeah. counting. Vegetable eating. Yeah. Vegetable eating. <laughs> hummus sucking. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> We do a lot of hummus sucking. We put it all over our toes and shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it reminds me of that movie Zohan. <laughs> do you remember fucking like, no. the Adam Sandler movie where he's like brushing his teeth with like hummus and shit? Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know that movie. I don't remember it. I don't remember what it's called. It's called something Zohan. I don't know. Anyway, odd reference. Okay, you just don't get it. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, other than that, yeah, it's doing the diet thing. Jesus Christ, man. Fucking, I, I, yesterday well, was hard di- for me. I've been dieting a lot longer than you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's nice. It's a lot you know? easier. I'm in the first week. Right, and it's hard. Yeah, it's it is really hard. hard. It's like the first five days. It's like cutting out smoking. Like, that's the hardest time is the first five days. That's next, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've been smoking a hell of a lot more since I can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> So I might die of cancer on this fucking diet. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's not a, that's not a good joke. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. All right, so we decided to pick the movie The Ruins to do our horror shot theme for today. If you are new here, that means we are making an alcoholic beverage that you can drink at home, and we will tell you the ingredients. And there's always kind of like a twist or a theme around what we make and the ingredients that go into the drinks based on the movie that we pick. So this week, we picked The Ruins, which deals with Mexico and Mayans, and I looked up... All of those ingredients, and we decided on one tequila. Tequila. Dur, obviously Mexico. <laughs> we also picked um, honey because Mayans used to mix in honey and like corn and maize, basic maize, basically, and other different fruits and stuff to make beer, even though it was like against the law. But they also like chocolate, cacao. 
which is like extremely dark chocolate, by the way, guys. Which we had some. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, we had a piece last night, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do we still have some of that chocolate? And she was like, yeah, but it's not good. And I'm like, (laughs) what? It's chocolate. She's like, yeah, but it's 95% cacao. (laughs) Whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so we, we just, we, we ate a piece and it tasted like bitter soap. Like the baking chocolate is what it tastes like. Yeah, it's terrible. It's pretty bad. But Still we decided that we would add it in this ingredient, not melt chocolate or anything like that. We just stuck a, a basically stuck a piece of chocolate in there. You will pull out and eat first and then take your shot. But what's in this shot that we're calling a Mayan ruin? Well, I'm glad you asked because there is honey and tequila, literally two drops of honey mm-hmm. stirred into regular tequila of your choice, and then a thing of chocolate that you eat first and then take a shot. And Alex will be taking this shot this evening. Yay. I'm going to pass. I'm going to, I'm like not going to eat the whole chocolate because it's just really gross. <laughs> but as soon as it. I taste the bitter fucking funk of this fucking chocolate, I'm slamming that drink. It's coming. It's coming. Battery acid. (laughs) That tequila is good. It really is. It really. With the honey in it, too. Ooh, damn. Is it? Oh, I should have done it. That was really good. I never knew. I never thought about doing that. You just buy regular tequila and put honey in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of the infused yeah, the, agave yeah. honey or whatever, the fucking bumblebee one, you know, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little themey, you know, nothing special, just a, a Mayan ruin. <laughs> so uh, if you would like to try a Mayan ruin, all you have to do is go to our website called longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to get into the flesh and potatoes of Ghosts of Mars from 2001. And the ruins from 2008. Ta. <laughs> right now. Alright guys, so we're going to go ahead and start it off in chronological order. Ghosts of Mars came out in... 2001. So that one goes first. Alright, let me tell you what it is all about. What is it all about then, Christy? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. In in 19... Hold on. In 2176, a Martian police unit is sent to pick up a highly dangerous criminal at a remote mining post. Desolation Williams. Upon arrival, the cops find that the post has become a charnel house. Yeah, whatever that whatever means. Whatever that means. Yeah, I'm, I don't use that word. That's I a big word score. Yeah. Let's look it up. Oh, okay. Associated with death. Oh, a death house. A death house. Death Why do they just house. say death fucking house. death house? I don't know. It's not, this movie is not elegant, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The tagline for this movie is terror is the same on any planet. Mm. Original as well. Neat. Directed by 
John Carpenter, you know, that little guy. Director, that director. little known director. Yeah, little known director. What's your favorite John Carpenter movie, Alex? I mean, there's quite a few, um, but I would probably say The Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's all- most creative. And then also, of course, he did Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, da- da- everybody knows. <laughs> this was written by Larry Sulkis, who has written for uh, TV series such as Out of Control. And this movie was the last writing credit he has had. He has directed some documentaries, though. Okay. Now, this movie stars Natasha Henstridge, uh, who plays Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. And, of course, she was his species, the whole nine yards. She will be in an upcoming horror movie called In From the Outside, which is coming out in November. Okay. Sounds interesting. Also starring Ice Cube, you know, (laughs) fuck the police. I always think of him in that fishing movie. (laughs) Gone Fishing. I, I, was, I don't even know what that is. Anyway, he played, first I was all like, <laughs> it's it always reminds me of that meme. It's like first I'd be like, and then he was like in Poison or Menace. Was it Boys in the Hood or Menace of Society that he was? It in? was Boys in the Hood. Yeah, and then he was, and then it's like shows him like fishing with a fucking fishing pole <laughs> in a comedy movie. We need to find that meme. Yeah, um, he plays uh, Desolation Williams, <laughs> and he was also in you know Friday. Every, you know who I see. Of course. This. Also starring Jace, Jason Statham, who plays Sergeant Jericho Butler. Uh, he, he was the transporter, Fast and the Furious movies, The Expendables. I really like Crank. Yeah, Crank. I really like Crank. I really liked Hobbs and Shaw. We need to buy that. I like yeah. that movie. I would rather buy the Crank one and two. Yeah, the, those were also those are good. way better. Um, also starring Clea Duvall, who plays Bashira. She was in the Faculty. The Grudge from 2004, which I totally missed. Uh, she was also in the Lizzie Bourdain Chronicles with Christina Ricci, and she's been in like a bunch of TV shows and stuff. She was also, yeah, the, was it The Faculty you said? Yeah, The Faculty. Yeah, that's why I always remember her from the most. Me too. And Girl Interrupted. I remember yeah. her from Girl Interrupted too. She was like a big uh, star there for a little while. She was just like one of those faces mm-hmm. you always saw in like she, but she was, teen movies She was doing stuff. movies like one after another too. Right. Also starring Pam Greer, who plays Commander Helena... Uh, Braddock. She, of course, she's Jackie Brown. You know, she's in Mars Attack. Everybody knows Pepper. Uh, the budget for this movie was $28 million. Wow. Was it worth it, Alex? Well, first, let me preface this by saying thank you, Plemke, for donating this movie to the podcast. Uh, I really greatly appreciate that. Super cool of you. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He bought it for like six bucks or something. Because, okay, <laughs> like I... I we have an Amazon account where we have a, a list and I put it in my Twitch stream and he's just always kept it. He bought it on Amazon and sent it over, so thank you. Um with that yeah, said thank you. With that said, this is one of those movies that I keep rewatching, hoping that something clicks with it for me to go, Oh man, I don't know why I didn't like this. It must have been the times. Yeah. Partially, I think, because, you know, someone online always tells me, give it a go again. It grows on you, you know, or, you know, just give it a chance. You know, look at it in a different light. You know, maybe maybe turn this light off and maybe this light. No, it didn't change a goddamn thing. This movie's terrible. (laughs) And I love So Bad It's Good films, okay? Like, I've seen plenty. There's so many good action 
so bad it's good films. Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty. I've literally like one of my buddies, Josh, uh, does a podcast that does a lot of action podcasts. And if you guys want to check that out, you really should. Uh, they just started up and they're doing something that I'm very envious of. And they invited me on too. So I will be going on there eventually. So might as well get a head start with bloody good film podcast, but they do a lot of like so bad it's good action and horror. And I'm a huge fan of that subgenre. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a very specific type of movie that is so bad it's good you know mm-hmm. some are just good but some are just so bad and this is not one of those films ghost of mars is not so bad it's good it is because of a few minor laughs but other than that no and i've talked about many in the course of my five-year adventure on this fucking podcast so don't give me no shit <laughs> there is no right or wrong answer everybody has their own opinions everybody likes what they like so i'm sure if you enjoy it maybe that's just not my style maybe it's just not my thing Maybe I need to watch it 28 more times before I get it. I don't know. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> I think it's mildly entertaining, though, for sure. It has an interesting concept that I just I just don't think could be fully realized probably then and probably even more so now. Like, I think I was let down by some of the possession factor they had with some of the people on that planet and stuff. They were. It's an interesting idea that there's like this this old group of like aliens that lived on this planet that now are possessing and the way they describe it is very very technical inside of the movie which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense either but who knows it's a cheesy action flick from the guy who made the thing for starters okay and that's probably and arguably one of the best horror films ever made depending on who you are you may not agree so a level of hoping that this would be half as good as that. <laughs> I don't think it's too much to ask. But this, I feel like, was a movie that was just dialed in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it's like it feels a little too far out and too cheesy for the master of horror for me. And sure, I remove, I can remove myself from some of his better known catalog to, to kind of just enjoy the ride and sit back and enjoy it for what it is. But still, it's, it's one of the least favorites in his catalog for me. I'd have to rewatch vampires just to be a hundred percent sure on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ward, but I'd suspect that even the ward has more merit to it than this, to be <laughs> honest with you. This movie just feels very, very, very dialed in. Like I said, obviously, if you like the film, I, I, I don't mind. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's cheesy and I can see the appeal in that for some people. I, you know, the dialogue is straight up fucking ridiculousness. Some of the worst dialogue and cringy dialogue ever. It's uh, bad. You know, even if you were the last guy on Earth, I wouldn't fuck you. But we're not on Earth. Oh, Natasha. Ugh. It's to, you just hear someone load a shotgun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad dialogue. It's a bad movie trying to be funny, pretty much. And then the other thing that bothered me about it was that there's a lot of people that, you know, definitely have a tough persona about themselves, but it's like they're trying harder to be even more tough. So it just comes out as really over the top, which is what he wanted to do. I've, you know, he said that many times, even in the research I did, he was trying to do that. I'm not trying to fault him for that. It just feels like he just didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a try-hard version of an action film that doesn't really deliver on selling me or anyone that is actually a badass. They don't sell me on them being badass. They just remind me of cheese logs dancing around fucking red sand. 
There's there's long parts of, you know, silly antics between the tough convicts and the tough Mars Marines, some that drag out and bored the shit out of me. And then to boot, there's a lot where they shoot everyone and fight everyone while people are running around in a panic in the background, obviously to fill the scene like you were mentioning. Mm hmm. You'd think these action scenes would be like the most amazing thing you'd ever seen, right? Because there's just so much of it. Mm -hmm. But really, it just all kind of like blurs together other than a few people's heads getting sawed off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The music for this movie was indeed John Carpenter, but it is a collaboration of songs with him that he orchestrated with people like Elliot Easton from The Cars. Buckethead, oh. Buckethead, uh-huh. Anthrax, Steve Vai, and supposedly Guns N' Roses too. Like you can hear it. You could hear it. Like what the-, the fuck? But you can hear his style in mm-hmm. the music because he, totally. he he definitely directed how it was made, mm-hmm. and then had these guys play the part and then kind of put their own personal flair on it. Specifically, probably more so Steve Vai. But there's something a little too straight about it, and it's also a little too repetitive Mm -hmm. for me. And just in my opinion, he has way better stuff than this, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the movie has a few laughs to be had as a result of some of the dialogue. And just because of the particular scene, there's one particular scene that I really thought was kind of funny. Uh, It has a little gore and uh, a lot of possessed people on Mars that speak the language of Beaker from the Muppets, (laughs) which Christina pointed out and I thought was very apropos. Um, that will at least elicit some laughter out of it. But apparently the makeup that he was wearing only allowed him to do one syllable or one vowel. Okay. I don't understand that, but that's, that's what they said. I don't know. But this, this movie kind of reminds me of like Doom, only worse. And Doom is one of those movies that's like, oh, just, I want it to be good, but it's just mm-hmm. not. This is boring. Right. It's <laughs> like, it's just so average. It's mm-hmm. like, blah. <laughs> I don't know. It underperformed for me on the So Bad It's Good scale, as we call it here, the S-Big scale. I would give it a 4 out of 10. I've seen worse, but that doesn't save it from the poorly written and acted movie with bright, flashy red sand all painted everywhere. It's a big action cheese log with some very obvious flaws, lack of any scares, bad CGI at times, and it ain't no total recall, so... (laughs) What did you think? Granted, by the way, I will probably have, I would have probably bought this regardless, just as a side note. Oh, just because you want to collect all of his. John Carpenter. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. So thank you for that again, Plumkey. I appreciate it. I don't dis, I don't hate your gift. It's going to be on my shelf. Well, I hate your gift because (laughs) I was mad at Alex for making me watch this movie, but now I understand we watched this movie because of you, Plumkey. So thanks. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's that bad. I watched a worse movie this week than this. Oh, well, good for you. Yeah, at least this had some laughs in it. I can even yeah. go up to a 4.5 for this based on the, the devil below I watched this You week. had to look for things to laugh at, at this in this movie. I like, guess. Purposely. You had to put work into finding some entertainment value in this movie. I don't understand why you scored this so high. I right. don't understand. Someone grab the toilet paper. She's going to be shitting all over this one. <laughs> I did. I did like the music in this, like you were saying, but the like background background music, it didn't like sync up. You know what? It was odd. It was just odd. 
But I did like like the music, music. Okay. And I did like there was two decapitation scenes, <laughs> which weren't do they weren't done that well. But I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's like where they just like cut like a frame mm-hmm. and then just had the head it's like whoop, like yeah. oh my head fell off. Yeah. Oh, what, what happened there? Freeze frame. <laughs> God, I hate this story. I hate. It is a really cool concept. It's elaborate, and, and somehow they, it was so elaborately boring. They they went, and they skipped all around the place. Like, they started out from the end is the beginning, and then it was her narrating her why she was there, and, and then it would go back within back within back of the story. It was just Are you trying to quote a Billy Corgan song? <laughs> the end is the beginning El- is the end? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> fucking annoying i hated uh, it it was their it, attempt to try to be crafty like a sort of like a tarantino-esque sort of thing it didn't work where she's telling the story of what happened no. so i'll tell you what it would have been more interesting if everyone died well that too that would have, <laughs> that would have been great but if they would have and no one told the they, story so therefore there was no movie Just right if they would have opened up the scene with that scientist going into the cave and then it releasing that wouldn't have made a lot more sense than them skipping around like well, they did. Well, don't spoil then, anything because we don't... People, I'm not spoiling anything. All right, all right. That's how it got there. Right. I, I, you're saying if they would have just played it in order, it would be better. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Right. But you said it It reminded you of Doom. To me, it reminded me of like Mad Max on Mars. Mad Max? Yeah. But Mad like Max a really, is a way better film than Well, this. yeah, it is a better film, And that's Obviously, a pretty low-budget film. I felt like they were trying to make it like Mad Max on Mars, but mm-hmm. it just it just didn't pan out. But it wasn't even cheesy. It was just bad. It, okay. it was a horrible movie. It, it was irritating. It was so <laughs> fucking irritating. Wow. The whole, oh, Ice-T. I, I don't think I was uh, this mad. Ice-T, or Ice-T, 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 wow. Ice Cube, sorry. Ice Cube and Natasha, they had, like, no chemistry. Like, none of the actors had any chemistry with each other. It just felt fake, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, like, forced. Di- or, what did you say? It was dialed in. It was horrible. But I did give it a 2 out of 10. Wow. And it was a 2 because two. I liked the music. That's 1. <laughs> and then 2, I liked the decapitation scenes. I think 2 is too low. That's too much. No, it's not. Yeah. There's people who would give this a 0. Uh, yeah, one well, of those people don't know bad. what they're talking about because they don't know they don't know movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Ugh, I hate you. I, I don't think it was and that now, bad. And Jesus. now we gotta fucking sit here and talk about it. I was kind of jokingly saying some of this stuff, but you're like really no, angry. I'm really angry. I'm very angry. I don't want to talk about it now. Can we just... No, we're not going to skip over that. Fuck that. We, we got a lot of fun stuff okay, to well, talk about. Then let's go. What what's trivia do you have? Well, first off, so you gave it a two. I get a... Uh, what did I give it? A four. four. So it gets a three out of ten from both of us. Wow. That's Doesn't terrible. Doesn't even deserve that. I'm pretty forgiving, guys. Like, I know some of you might get mad and get all triggered over us getting mad, you know, just shitting on this one a little bit, but. I don't care. If you like this movie, you're shit. Well, <laughs> you it's like me shit. and Josh. We don't get mad at each other. We just, we're just like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we don't agree. <laughs> um, currently you can watch Ghosts of Mars on Pluto TV for free. Um, I don't know how that works on their app. Oh, they, uh, it does, it streams, but like they stream the same movies every month over and over and over again. So you, so you can, can catch it you on can there. Catch it on a stream. So if you do have Pluto TV on like maybe your, your like smart TV, smart or, TV, or you too. can download the app for Pluto TV, which is just basically like it looks like a cable thing and you just 
go through the channels and you can find. I like I like it. I yeah. like Pluto TV. She I watches just, it often. I so. just put it in the background. You know, it reminds me of like having cable. Remember right. that? And yeah. then you have the commercial. I do that with Shutter sometimes too because they have oh Shutter yeah TV. they have that too. I do have some trivia for this movie, so and this will contain some stuff that's not necessarily spoilerific, but if we do get to anything spoilerific, this is going to be the territory where it starts to come unveiled. Uh, so if you don't want anything spoiled and you just want to watch the movie and see for yourself before we say any of this, then you can go down to the timestamps down below and skip to the next movie we do a spoiler-free review of, which is The Ruins, the unrated cut uh, from 2008, and you can uh, follow that down below. But here is your warning. So this movie was entirely filmed at night in New Mexico. They even had to literally paint the sand red. Oh, my God. The dirt red so that everything would look like Mars. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Like, I mean, they, they really went all out to try to, like, do this. Mm-hmm. A lot of the train scenes, of course, there was a real train, but I don't know how if it was. They never show it rolling up. Right. <laughs> at least I don't remember uh, I think it just appears, so I don't know if it was actually on a track, but there is a lot of scenes that are shot that are just a little miniature. Oh, yeah, you that get they tell. used. You get yeah. Tell. Um, Natasha Henstridge was like, I didn't even know that. It looks real. And he was like, really? <laughs> John Carpenter was like, what? Because on the, on the disc that we got, it has the original fucking, uh, backtrack or back commentary mm-hmm. the year that this came out. Oh, wow. So this was on the laser disc or the fucking DVD or whatever when this came out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? John Carpenter actually, after this film was made, revealed that he had become pretty much burnt out from this. Oh. And he made the decision of leaving Hollywood for good. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be until, of course, nine years later that he made a full feature film, which was The Ward. And I think was in part inspired by... Sort of the the genre that was going on at that time, which were, you know, a lot of ghosty stories, and he wanted to get a ghost story out there. I haven't seen that. Is that any good? I own it. So if you ever want to pop it in, it's okay. It's about some, like, creaky bone woman in a hospital. Uh Uh-huh. Someone gets put in a hospital. It's okay. That sounds boring. It isn't good. It's it's just it's a, a lot of people were really disappointed with that one. But can you imagine being like this guy that everybody was like, oh, he's the hottest fucking director in town to going to come back out of nowhere and make a movie. And you're like, finally, I got the I got the bug again. And then mm-hmm. that movie fails. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel for people like in that situation because just because you're good at something doesn't mean everything that you do is going to be gold. Right. right. And a lot of people get that confused. I'm not saying that he did, by the way. You know, he probably knew it. He just loved it so much. He didn't want to stop. Right. And so he had to unmarry his love. Mm Kind of like how I've put music aside. Right. So that I could do the podcast and do all this stuff I love about horror. Right. So, and it hurts. And it's not easy, guys. If I come back and you shit on me, fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, you know, it's just one of those things you think about. There was an interview with John Carpenter and he stated he was intentionally trying to make Ghosts of Mars as over the top and tongue in cheek as possible. He had claimed that he was trying to make a mindless, silly, yet highly entertaining and thrilling action flick where the universe allows its characters and plot points to be silly without fully fledged comedies. Kind of like the 80s, like Commando, Rambo, First Blood, The Predator. I don't think those are necessarily comedic. Right. I think they're entertaining and they have comedic moments in them. 
but this is not compare. You can't compare this movie to Commando. I'm sorry, Commando or Predator for that matter. Jesus Christ, maybe Rambo too. But looking back on the film and its criticism, he stated he was frustrated that most people thought the film was meant to be a, a serious horror movie and feels that it should have been made. It sh- he should have made the film more openly comedic and in on a, on the joke saying it's called Ghost of Mars for Christ's sake. Why would people take this movie seriously? I think it was probably more so the fact that people wanted a serious film from him. Mm-hmm. This was like, wait, the maestro is making a comedy? John Carpenter always has some element of comedy in some of his films, but it was just like well-timed and like specific spots where it's just like so dark it's funny. I don't know. There's like humor in it. Like I love fucking Big Trouble in Little China. Mm -hmm. That's a great comedy, but this one is not. Right. (laughs) So I don't know. I think he might have gotten hung up on that too much because probably people wanted to see a serious film from him again. Right. And they were hoping that this might be something dark. And probably how they pitched it was. Mm-hmm. So it probably confused a lot of people. Wasn't this a se- wasn't this going to be a sequel to something else and then it got written off? Why, yes, it was, Christina. I'm so glad that you read the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, the script was originally written as a sequel to Escape from New York. Oh. And Escape from L.A. Uh, with the character Snake Pliskin as the prisoner, but Paramount wouldn't oh. back it as such, you know, due to the critical failure of Escape from L.A., which it was. was I it? fell asleep in the movie theater watching that. I moved to Florida that day uh-huh. <laughs> to live with my ex or whatever at the time. Well, it was my girlfriend at the time, and I fell asleep in the theater. Oh, wow. While watching it, yeah. So... Pliskin was therefore basically rewritten as Desolation Williams. It's also the film that is considered to be a futuristic remake of John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13 from 1976, supposedly. Oh. I don't know about that last bit. The first one sounds about right, Mm -hmm. because it kind of feels like it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know who was supposed to play Natasha Henstridge's part? No, who? You'll never guess this. I'll give you a a hint, and then you can make a guess. Why are you going to give me a hint if I'm not going to guess it? Think about the 90s grunge era and any female that you Courtney Love. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. She wouldn't have done a good job. She would have done a terrible job. But Mm -hmm. she wasn't bad in the the Larry... Oh, yeah, the Larry Flint where she played a drug addict? Yeah. Because she could relate to the character? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're not asking you to do a lot here, Courtney. Just be yourself. Get high. I don't even give a shit. (laughs) But she left the project after her boyfriend's ex-wife ran over her foot in a car while she was training for the picture. Oh, she was even training for it. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, Frank Potente, and uh, Famke Jensen were briefly considered, but Henstrich was suggested by her boyfriend, Liam Waite, uh, who worked on this movie as well. And was able to join the cast just a week before the production began. Oh, wow. She found the experience to be extremely harrowing, considering she got taken to the hospital for overexertion in this. Hmm. Uh, She had a very, very physical for her role. Oh. So she was not used to that in particular. Uh Uh-huh. Also, Jason Statham was originally hired to play Desolation Williams, but was replaced by IQ ice cube before that so they had this movie was like changed around a lot that just goes to show you how movies are made maybe that it made the actors confused and they did a bad bad job yeah it's probably why it didn't work out or something right in 2006 in an interview ice cube nominated this is the worst movie he had appeared in (laughs) 
<laughs> Calling it unwatchable in many ways. Darren Copper, he said, John Carpenter really let us down with special effects on that one. It looked like something out of a film from 1979. Um, well, uh, Cube, uh, you were no fucking Emmy award winning performance in that movie either. So <laughs> let's chill out. <laughs> Why don't you go down the fucking river and do some fishing, huh? huh? Is that the best <laughs> film you ever done? <laughs> he probably just meant it as a commercial success, like money-wise. Right. Hey, you still got paid to do a gig. That's sometimes the fucking dice you fucking roll. Right. And the cards you get. Um, There were some really funny quotes uh, in this movie that are just so terribly Cringy. bad. Yeah, it's uh, we mentioned one already. I'll mention another one that it was like one of my favorite worst ones at the very end of the movie. <laughs> he's all like, if you ever want to come to the other side, you make a hell of a crook. She's like, you make a hell of a cop. And they both look at each other and then they're like, nah, stupid. Let's just kick some ass. She's like, it's what we do best. It's like, I don't uh, think we're that close to these characters for you guys no. to be saying that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, fuck it sounds like something like like rush hour no like, it sounds buddy. like it sounds like fucking jack burton like old jack burton would say i don't know who that is what big trouble in little china man oh okay i've seen that movie once what wow we need to watch that again that's a great movie uh I, that, that was the other one that really kind of caught me off guard and i was like please kill me <laughs> uh, but there were some scenes in the movie. Did you want to talk about some of those scenes that we liked or disliked? Disliked will be here all day. <laughs> well, just mention some big ones. Pick okay. a few. Uh, a big one that I actually I did like, but I felt like they could have done it better. Uh, so when they were on the planet, they didn't know what was going on. And they approached a guy who's locked. He locked himself in the truck. Right. And he's like, don't open the door. Don't come in. Blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, they go and they try to open the door, even though he said, don't open the door. Well, they couldn't hear him. Ding bats. You can read mouths. I don't care who you are. You can read his mouth. I think you're being too critical there. But I liked how she watched him, like, uh, cut his throat open. Right. Because you're like, what the fuck? And she's like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, maybe we shouldn't let him out of there. I think the thing that really bothered me is that they tried to make this biological, spiritual thing mm -hmm. combine, which if you also look at the movie uh, The Prince of Darkness, which is actually not a bad film, it's not his best, they try to make science and religion in that movie. So it's almost like he's trying to mix biological and spiritual mm -hmm. into one, like physical and, and spiritual all into one thing. Because mm -hmm. these things are embedded into the, uh, like frozen in Mars. And then they, when they start drilling and digging, they unearth it and they opened up this red mist, which is like CGI hell, by the way. It's just blurry screen, pretty much, mm -hmm. for the whole fucking movie. How do they walk around on Mars with no oxygen? Yeah. <laughs> like, how well, does been, that happen? No, because they were terraforming. They said in the very beginning that they were terraforming the place and that they were... Oh, at, they had trouble breathing. They are like, oh, I can't get used to this, blah, And blah, that blah. they had 84% of the, the planet terraformed already to breathe oxygen. So they had 84% oxygen out of 100%. That's stupid. <laughs> so they had to wear these things. But my big question is, how the fuck 
are okay. So let me let me break this down for you. So in this movie, they find these fucking people that are disappeared at this fucking Mars camp, and they wonder where they are, and then they find all their bodies hanging upside down, mysteriously, like fucking Predator, and they're like dripping dead blood and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it dead blood? They're dripping dead blood <laughs> instead of alive blood. Really? <laughs> anyway, um, now you got me throwing the fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. So they the these people that are disappearing and and or dying are being turned into fucking these possessed sort of demonic stupid creatures. Lizard people technically because they have a segment in the movie where they show these lizard people like holding swords and standing on the planet and like this shitty CGI like ah <laughs> beak beak beak. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, the thing is, is the way that this transmitted is through the air, right? Through this red mist shit. Mm -hmm. Well, when you kill somebody in this movie, that releases another one. They are literally fighting for 40 minutes in this movie. They're killing everybody. Everybody. Yeah, And there's what? There's, like, five of them? Right. Where do you think all that, those fucking dead little... Cells are going to go. Yeah, every time someone dies, it, like, goes into somebody. You've literally killed, like, 500 possessed people in this movie. And they made a point to explain that, that that is what happens. And they still, like, a fucking military person, it's like, no, we must kill, kill, kill. Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, But if they recreate, well... Oh, well, we must kill, fire, now, kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, beaker, beaker, Was it like Mars Attack where he's talking about, we got to annihilate, kill, kill. (laughs) Anyway, it definitely begs to ask the question, like, how the fuck did they, did anyone survive that anyway? Right. The first fight that they had, they should have all been fucking possessed. Right. (laughs) But, you know, logic being that pesky fucking Mm -hmm. thing in movies. Uh, you know, and back then we, 2000s had like some really weird. A lot of space movies came out around then, didn't they? Sci-fi has always been pretty popular. I mean, it's, it's, it's heads up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, that was like an action. We were going through like an action. Mm-hmm kind of era horror thing in the 2000s a lot too, right. because you know, we got like Resident Evil, which I think was like. Yeah, that was like 2000. Yeah, it was like, I'm pretty. 99, 2000. 2002 actually oh so we were like going through this action phase so and this this was the movie that kicked it off yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for that thanks uh i want to mention a scene that i thought was really kind of okay it was notable there was a couple of times where fucking jason statham is acting like a creepo okay that i want to mention off the bat too in a bad like a bad act in a really creepo. creepy way he's like she's like does that shit always work on people and he's like yeah Sometimes. Sometimes. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? You want to get over here? Okay, stop. You want to come over here and ride Jason Statham's dick? (laughs) You want to ride Jericho? Okay, we got it. You want to get on the Jericho ride? No, stop. (laughs) I started to get Australian anyway, so it's probably a good time. Oh, was that Australian? But then later on, he does it. He keeps doing it throughout the whole fucking movie in the most inappropriate times. You know, it's totally, you know, whatever. It has nothing to do with like SJW social war, whatever that bothers me about it. It's just really bad. Like, but what bothered me about it is the last time he tried, didn't she kiss him? At the last time, he was like, "Look." So I thought maybe you know we were we were all gonna die. So I figured this might be our last chance to give it a go. 
Oh my god! And she like totally. And she's like, yes. Ew, stop! <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. That pissed me but off. But then she gets interrupted. They get interrupted. Thank God. That was his first stage kiss, by the way. Oh, was it really? His first. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. He looks. I don't know. It looks a little wet behind the ears in this, huh? Like he doesn't feel like his character, like his uh, acting. No. But this isn't a really this, good role. No. Like it, it is, but you know. No. I, I don't He's know. like way better than this now. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, um, or has been at least. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there was another scene that I thought was kind of funny, which was um, where they let the well. There's two. They they go and find these guys that are locked, or no, they lock. Oh, they find these guys on another fucking base mm-hmm. who are locked in a room trying to prevent themselves from getting killed from all whatever was killing everybody, and they were part of a Desolation Williams crew. So there's like three other guys. Mm-hmm. And then they all go to talk to Desolation Williams and he's in the in the thing and they're like, okay, we're going to work together. And they lock him in all together. Like, how stupid. Stupid. What is this fucking like Three Stooges quality level? <laughs> this ain't no Sam Raimi it was, picture. Yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't good. I don't know. It just seems kind of funny to me. So, um, but then... They get out and they make an agreement that as long as they listen to Natasha Henstridge and under her rule, she almost breaks this other dude's guy's arm, then she'll listen. Then then they can be free and help her out because they're all fighting for the same fight. Then they're sitting down and one of them has the idea to make bombs out of fucking cans of food goods with these charges that you use detonators detonators for fucking dynamite he's like they pack a punch but not enough to do any harm he's like someone's like what if we stick it in cans they're like that may work (laughs) and so they're all like packing cans and this one uh lady who's like part of the like survivors she's like the hot chick you know with like the leather outfit and stuff blowing bubbles gum and everything and uh she's trying to cut it open he's and like one of the crew of william's crew is all like hey, here let me show you that shit he's like here and he puts his hand down he's been huffing nitrous oxide and he chops off his fucking thumb with the can and he holds it up and he's like here and it just spurts blood out <laughs> that he, was funny. Yeah, he falls over and Ice Cube's like, yeah, you dumbass. <laughs> he chopped up his... Serves you right, dumbass. <laughs> Something like that. That was kind of funny. So another part that irritated me, because they had made the agreement and they were going to listen to her. So they finally get on the train, right? And they're going. And finally they can get out of there. And then Natasha's like... Wait a minute, we need to go back. You need to stop this train. We oh, need to- yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? After the fuck? all of that. Yeah. So they go back because they need to stop it right now. So, with, you know, since it's their planet to begin with and they invaded it, you know, their planet, you know, but, you know, we're Americans, so we got to take everything over. <laughs> um, Colonize. So we're colonizing Mars. What is that as a symbolism right uh, there? So, uh, everybody dies except her and Ice Cube, right? Right. It's fucking bullshit. Like, she well, just he killed disappears everybody. So that they can make another movie, which, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, that never happened. I would have liked to see the version of, like, Snake Plissken. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't know if it would have, do you think it would have been better if it would have had different people? Yes. Do you think? I think. Do if th- the story was done differently. I think this is around the time when fucking Kurt Russell was doing like Universal Soldier. 
that the movie that he was doing around this time? I don't know. No, it was just Soldier. That's what it was from 1998. But yeah, he had done that, and then he did like 3,000 Miles to Graceland that year with Vanilla Sky and a few other things. So mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't have you know, gone back to that after the commercial failure of uh, right, Escape from L.A. LA yeah. But I still think Escape from L.A. was better than this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? Fun fact, guy. By the way, guys, for you Black Ops fan, my band, uh, we used to have an intro um, for our first album. It was called Blood, Sweat, and Fear. In the intro of it, uh, the intro of the movie of Escape from L.A., they used. There's this helicopter scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you used? No, we we used a different helicopter, and I made it sound like it was like going from left to right. So it sounded like it was flying in. Mm-hmm. But we used some of the imagery from Escape from L.A. for the back for our video behind our screen. <laughs> so when we were live, it uh-huh. had some of the Escape from L.A. stuff in oh, it. Oh, look at you, you sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, but it also had, like, uh, Black Hawk Down. It also had, like, I don't know, I think it's, uh, it's the New York one, the Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of other, you know. I was just looking for stuff that was, like... Yeah. More torn, like, cities and mm-hmm. shit like that. So, which those movies pretty much, you know, have a right. bunch of stuff. So, but we do have another movie we're going to talk about. Thank God. Yeah. So, that movie is The Ruins from 2008. Now, just for you guys that want to know, we watched the unrated version. So, this is going to be a little bit harder to find The Ruins on unrated uh, digitally. So, but there is, you know, if you have Prime in, in the United States, you, you can watch the regular version, which is just missing literally just a little minor bit of gore. You'll get the gist. It's not going to really ruin anything. I personally think it adds to the film, and I'll get into that in my my review. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give you guys a heads up. So if you wanted to watch it, you can. The Ruins story is a leisurely Mexican holiday takes a turn for the worse when a group of friends and a fellow tourist embark on a remote archaeological dig in the jungle where something evil lives among the ruins. (laughs) Tagline, terror has evolved. Yeah. (laughs) So this movie was directed by Carter Smith. This is his first feature film, by the way. He began his career in fashion photography and actually got his break doing gritty documentaries. He's actually since directed a few Keith Urban music videos and an episode of Into the Dark and a feature film called Jamie Marks is Dead. This is also written, screenplay written, and uh, from a novel from the same guy who wrote the screenplay called Scott B. Smith, who's also written for the movie Siberia, The Burnt Orange Heresy, the upcoming film called The Things They Carried. So he's a novelist as well as a screenwriter. This movie is executive produced by Ben Stiller, who has his production company called Red Hour Productions. And he's been involved with this film mostly because, and this is like one of the only movies when he first started out with this production company Mm -hmm. that swayed away from what they normally did, which was like comedies and things like that. So this is like really off brand for their production company. Mm -hmm. But because Ben Stiller was such good friends with the novelist Scott B. Smith, uh-huh. He decided to do it. Oh, that's cool. Um, the cast for this movie is Sean Ashmore, who plays Eric. He was in Frozen, Bobby Drake in X-Men movies. He's also Lamplighter in The Boys on uh, Amazon. He was in the following TV show. The following. The following. 
<laughs> Good first season. Uh, terrible second. Some uh, he was also in a couple of games as well called Quantum Break and Man of Medan. Uh, also starring Jenna Malone, who plays Amy, who played Joanna in the Hunger Games. She was also young Ellie in Contact and the Neon Demon, Antebellum, Donnie Darko, and more. Of I course. hated her in a- Antebellum. Yeah, she's oh, a she's bitch. such a fucking bitch. Yeah, she that she did a good job. Uh, it also stars Jonathan Tucker, who plays Jeff. He was in Sleepers, Hostage, Masters of Horror episode. I, did, I couldn't figure out which one. Uh, he was in the Pulse remake, Hannibal TV show. He did a couple episodes. He was also in Justified for like five episodes, Kingdom TV show for a bunch, Westworld for a few. And then he was also in what I recognize him in is the... Texas Chainsaw remake. Oh, that's right. He was the guy that replaced the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. uh, for the Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. He was like the com the comedian guy, right? Always talking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, also starring Laura Ramsey, who who played Stacy. She was in Venom, Cruel World, No One Lives, and the Hindsight TV show. It also stars Joe Anderson, who plays Matthias, who was in The Crazies as the deputy, which I pointed out. You did. Totally does not have an accent in that, by the way. Uh, he was also in Across the Universe, The Gray, the new one that just came out called The Reckoning, Abattoir, Hannibal, Horns, and Creep from 2004. This budget, this movie had a budget of $8 million and it made $22.8 million at the box office. So I actually did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not, not enough that would make it like three or four times that amount because usually that's when they're like, yes! Um, Christina, what did you think of this movie? Well, I okay. So I remember when I first saw this movie, which I think was right around the time it came out, and I remember not liking it. Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't like it because it's kind of tropey and the plants. But I've watched this several times since then. I think we watched it. Yeah, we've probably a, seen it two yeah, or three times, maybe. A while. And I do really, I really like this movie. Yeah. Like, I, the beginning is a little tropey because it's like these kids and they're on a spring break. Sure. You know, in Mexico, you know, doing their, their tropey spring break stereotypical American thing. But it really is such a simple idea that they come across, you know, the situation and all that shit goes down and nothing really happened. It's kind of weird. It's just so simple, but it really, it really is a good movie. I thought, um, I like the tension. In it, it was like intense, especially with like the language barrier and, you know, these, these people and like all this stuff happening. And then I do remember like when they were up on the ruins, they were doing all this weird shit, like with the well, and it kind of doesn't make sense. Like what, what the fuck are they doing? But then after you think about it for a while, you're like, Oh, it's probably like the plants or what would you do in this situation? Yeah. You would probably do stupid shit when you're in an intense situation you know what i mean and you have to grasp for hope and all that other stereotypical bullshit you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i liked i really like this movie i really do i didn't see anything different in the unrated version but i I know you're you're gonna go over that because you know i I don't know i can't name specific parts i just know that there's a lot more gore in this a lot of you know longer Mm -hmm. scenes of like because there's some pretty graphic stuff in this oh yeah yeah i guess so it's it's more like oh god I don't want to see that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But I do like this movie. I would watch it again yeah. a lot. Yeah, I gave it eight. Really? Eight out of ten. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. I really do like this movie. Interesting. What do you think? Well, I don't think this is a bad horror movie at all. It, it's definitely different than you normally get, and it has some pretty unyielding moments like we were discussing that kind of make you want to turn away. Mm-hmm. About a group of kids who happenstance visit an old ruins in Mexico. A lot of bad shit happens to them. Uh, it has a decent amount of gore, human struggle, that makes you invested into what is actually happening during the film. So while, like you said, this movie is kind of simple, but they add all these elements in it that really make it something more. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that a lot in a lot of movies. Like, hey, if you're going to do a kind of like a familiar trope, make sure you exceed in other areas and add different things, other adversities that these characters have to go through in order to make it more interesting so that, you know, these little little snack treats along the way. It really plays with the human emotion and the uh, sort of like, what would you do in this sort of scenario or the fight or flight of humans and how they react in certain situations. These characters are kind of flawed too, which make the characters a little bit more dynamic and pop a little bit more instead of just dumb kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Like there's something to them. Like one of the characters is really strong and feels like you're going to get everything solved and they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But it's a really hopeless situation and one thing after another keeps slamming that hammer down on their hope mm-hmm. until it's just very you know it's kind of interesting that way i also love that the villagers that were added into this movie for where they go that all this bad shit happens mm-hmm. they add that element that i'm talking about that right. gives that that adversity that they have to overcome mm-hmm. uh it takes away that it diminishes that hope that we always talk about on the show here adds a whole new level of like fuck right like what now like, what's next? And I think it works really well without coming across too cheesy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the, you know, the idea of what happens there while they're there right. is a little cheesy. But yeah, it is. And, you know, but, you know, this isn't a real movie. <laughs> I mean, this, this isn't a real story. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be kind of like, you know, a little, little um, kind of crazy Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's really about humans, if you mm-hmm. think about it, because like the most things that happen are because of humans in this movie. Right. The story is pretty straightforward, but the extra elements, like I mentioned, really make it the situation really work for the movie. Otherwise, I think it would have been bland. Not that it's the best movie I've ever seen or the best meal I've had watching a movie, but you have to commend it for doing something a little bit different for a change. Right. Something, a setting that's different, you know. I don't know. It's just kind of nice to see that. There have there been other movies where they go to another country and bad shit happens? Of course. You got like Hostel. You got like The Beach. You got like all these other fucking movies. Oh, you know what? What was that movie where, where that surfer girl goes to a... a, a Blue Lagoon? What? No, no. She goes to a, a secluded surfing... The Beach. Th- oh, is that what it's called? Okay, I just didn't know. Yeah. Th- it remind- that was with Leonardo DiCaprio. No, not that. It was one girl... And she goes to surfing and then she gets stuck on a rock and there's a shark. Oh, that's the shark one. Yeah, I can't think of remember. Is it Meg? Is it the Meg? No, it's not the Meg. There's so many. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it was the same kind of tension. Okay. Some of the acting in here I thought was really good too. It it feels pretty natural at least. So it's not like amazing, but it's not bad either. And some of the reactions that these kids have during this shit and how crazy they get is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like all the actors. Like I don't like Jenna Malone that much. Not a big fan of her, but right. she did this role really well. Everybody did, yeah. She She's not a character you like in right. this film. Right, right. Um, and then other characters surprise you. The ones that you like, they change because of the situation they're in, which is kind of interesting, too. Right. Um, yes, we mentioned, you know, it has to do with plants. 
I won't get too into detail, into, into detail about that for those of you who haven't seen it, but you should definitely check it out. This is not the happening. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good there. Um, I'd check out the unrated version if you can, if you can find a copy. We actually got our copy for a dollar. Didn't oh, we? we did? Or was it a two eighty eight at fucking oh, I think it was at Big Lots. Big for Lots. Like, yeah. You can get a copy maybe there for the unrated copy for like three dollars. Yeah, that's a good place to see. Otherwise it's like twenty five bucks on Amazon right now. Wow. So um I don't know. I just liked a lot of the squeamish moments that the unrated made up for you know like it like the give just gave it that little extra like putting mm-hmm. salt on your food to kind of like make it more intense uh, i would give this one a 7.5 out of 10 oh there we go Look it's not us. a movie that's perfect it has its flaws oh yeah it's an average story that supersedes its tale Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Makes sense it to me. Pu- yeah. So definitely glad to have it in my collection. I'll definitely rewatch it from time to time. Just thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like how weird it is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so we're about the same. 7.75 between the two of us. Yeah, it's good. That yeah. is good. I want to hear some trivia. Well, there is some trivia on this. And if you guys don't want anything spoiled, there is going to be some stuff in here that isn't spoiling. But you can always, if you want, skip to the end of the podcast talk to see which movies we're going to be watching next week. Uh, the timestamps are down below, so you can check and always skip to them if you don't want anything spoiled. But if you don't, here is your warning. So obviously, this is based off the novel by the writer of the screenplay I mentioned. The film takes place in Mexico during the summer, but it was entirely shot in, well, primarily shot in Australia during the winter. So -hmm. it was actually really cold and they had to put like coats on them in between takes Mm -hmm. and they used water and olive oil that they sprayed onto their bodies to simulate sweat. Oh, wow. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, that must have been torture to me. I don't know, because could you imagine working out in the heat in that? Oh, that's true. And mosquitoes. God. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get warm by a fire, you know, than it is to be. It's not like it's snow, you know. Did they film this in Mexico? No, Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I just said Australia. I'm sorry. I missed it. I'm sorry. In the novel, there are no ruins, by the way. It's, you know, it's just a hill that's overgrown with vines and the shaft that's cut into the center of it. Oh. Director Carter Smith suggested that changing it to an ancient Mayan temple was a, a better idea to give it kind of a little bit more yeah. mystique, like to, to kind of give it some like age. And to have the, the villagers like protecting it. Right. Like, yeah, totally. And I also, I, you have to appreciate that they didn't like overdo the villagers. They didn't put them in like full blown, like Mayan, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like feathers and shit. Yeah. Which the, you know, normal people, you know, right. they're just, you know. Director Carter Smith also had just purchased a copy of this novel mm-hmm. when he got the phone call offering him the, the, the job as a director. Oh, wow. So, you know, obviously the, the rights were purchased before the novel was published because mm-hmm. Ben Stiller being friends with the, with the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the character played by Sean Asmore, he wears a t-shirt with a symbol that resembles like a bullseye on the front of it. Uh huh. When she stabs him in the chest. Oh, are you serious? Very intentional. Oh my God. Yeah. They said that in the uh, d- d- the DVD commentary. Oh, that's funny. Which, by the way, the copy I got of the unrated version, for whatever reason, it literally crashes my Xbox. That's weird. I don't know why. I couldn't watch any of the extras on this, and I was pissed. Did you try a regular DVD player? Blu-ray player? Um, 
No, but oh, okay. I, I could try it in another one and see if it works. I think it's like something wrong with the disc. And maybe that's why they were given away for a dollar. Who knows? <laughs> but the Mayan temple, by the way, I forgot to mention this is, is actually was made up of three separate sets. The first was the facade overgrown with vines for the characters to walk up. The second was the top of the temple where the majority of the film takes place. And the third set was used for the underground shaft and the tunnel scenes Mm -hmm. and shots that show the entire temple from a distance were a blend of the sets and CGI. So they did a good job. Oh, they did a good job. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. It's probably why they had all that white sand down. The salt. Yeah, and why it was so abstractly different than the rest of the plants of the vegetation around. Oh, I just thought they wanted the salt to stand out because that was protecting well, I, that's probably just their way of covering it up as a filmmaker oh that's a good idea you know what i mean mm-hmm. which you could just throw lie down or whatever to keep the plants from coming out mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah that's pretty much it that's all i got for the uh trivia for the most part that i found super interesting mm-hmm. what is there there's something that you want to talk about in the movie that you enjoyed or did not like well in the beginning i, I like how they let up to everything and like introducing the characters and they got drunk and then the one girl she was like oh i'm just gonna stay here and then she ends up getting forced to go right and then they go on a hike and she's in flip flops which pissed me off like are you that dumb like (laughs) why would you be going to an ancient temple you know it's not gonna be like oh some tourist attraction you wear flip flops what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) but i liked their journey to the and the, and the path was covered and it was a big deal and they saw the the little kid villagers who's the they're like trying to get to the attention. Well, it, it kind of plays on that whole thing where like you know we as humans we go on vacation and especially now because of the pandemic and everything. Once we start getting back to normal and everybody starts going on vacation again, the 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 whole idea of staying inside and watching TV or just staying at the local resort mm-hmm. instead of out going out and wandering which is like you know come on man live a little that whole thing thing, they kind of play on that because you know when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and you go to these like beach places or whatever and it's like oh let's go out and do something different you know Mm -hmm. so we have a memory to keep and we can like Mm -hmm. you know like well you done fucked up now going to a temple yeah exactly yeah you weren't expecting that find you (laughs) and i also find it kind of interesting that like i think there's only one plant that kills anybody and what's that? There's only one person that dies from the plant. Everybody else kills each other. Yeah, but don't, wait, but don't you think those plants, they, they have like a sound wave, right? Yeah, maybe they're they, fucking with their head. They, yeah. It, it really is the happening. It, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, remember in the beginning people. of the happening where everybody's like jumping off the buildings? No, I don't remember that movie at all. And people Did are stabbing that? each other in the head and shit. I don't think I've seen that. We need to rewatch it. I, I want to watch it. It's with uh, Mark Wahlberg and like some other girl. Oh, okay. And they're stuck in two different houses and they they have this pipe that they can speak to each other through. Uh-huh. And it's this long story about how plants are taking back the, the environment. Earth, yeah. As they should. And it, it, it kind of flopped really hard because it, it did some really cool shit in the beginning. And then just it was two people talking to each other through a pipe. So <laughs> well, everybody oh, was like, what the fuck? I don't want to watch that. Never mind. But there's some cool shit in the very beginning that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could have seen like a whole movie that like all these people going crazy. And then it ended up on that or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. 
Um, and there is kind of some sort of factual stuff that like, you know, plants can do things that mimic other things and nature right, and stuff. Right. So it's not too far fetched, but them learning how to do a phone ring. Yeah. Is a little. I liked it though. I thought it was cool it was too. creepy yeah. as fuck, dude. That was creepy. Cause it's that line of hope, that extension of hope. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if we just get to the phone, we'll be all right. I think once they realize when they were going to lose all hope was when she ran down the ruins to to try to get the people to help the villagers to help them and she picked up the plant and she threw it and it hit, hit the, the kid, kid yeah and then the 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 villagers shot the kid yeah and they didn't like it was like what the fuck they still didn't know yet mm-hmm. this is that they was, didn't realize yeah that was fucked up yeah it was fucked up that was a really cool addition to the movie that's why i like yeah. the villagers because it's like on a second watch, after I knew that it was about the plants, right? And maybe I should cut that out in the beginning. No, that's no, about th- plants or whatever. No, I don't think so. Because it's it, obvious. It, it's on the cover. It's in the trailer. Right. right. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, you know something's up with the plants. You just don't know what. Right. Anyway, yeah. Watching it a second time, at least when she's like stepping on the vines and she's taking pictures, mm-hmm. and I love that scene where they're like, they're like, hey, rah, 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 yelling some right. other language that they don't understand, which is not Mexican. They're speaking another the language. Mayan. Yeah, it's like Portuguese or something to compare it or something. I don't know. I'm just yeah, Mayan. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, they're like, I don't understand him. I don't know what he's saying. And they're like, do you want the camera? Do you want the camera? And they shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. And it's like just how like. You realize, oh shit, this is bad. Right. That's the first instance. Mm-hmm. And then the kid, their own. Yeah. Yeah, their own villager. And then they almost shoot uh, uh, Jenna Malone's character, Amy, mm-hmm. because As she's like <laughs> irrationally thinking that she can plead with these people because of human value, uh, the life of humans. Right. And he's like, that's the other thing I like. The and then the dynamic of the guy who's like going to medical school who knows. All of his shit. He's like got it all together and he's keeping everybody sane and keeping everybody together. And then people are just losing their shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then, you know, his, is it? Oh, no. His friend's girlfriend, Stacy, she's the one that gets the knee cut trying right. to go down the hole. Right. And she gets the like vines under her skin that are like worms. Right. Which is, uh, she's creepy. freaking out. And then later on, she tries to cut them out. Ooh. Right. And she's like lost her mind at this point. Mm-hmm. Stabs her boyfriend in the chest. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like too is the whole fucking amputate the leg scene. Yeah. Cause Matthias goes down there, breaks his legs. They bring him back up. And then the next morning they see he's got vines all over his legs and they're like tearing apart his flesh. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of guess like it would have been nice to maybe see a second one and see like how effective these plants are or at least seen a little bit more of that in but this movie what are you talking about but they but they took off his legs and then the plants took off with his legs right i get that <laughs> they, they they crushed it with a rock which is totally like oh god mm. i don't know that i could do that like in a survival situation i would just die oh god i'd be okay with just dying no no <laughs> i wouldn't let you you would break my leg no and then cut it off with a kitchen knife? I don't know, man. That's some pretty brutal shit, See, that's right? what I'm telling you. And yeah. this, the unrated man, really pushes on that point mm-hmm. really hard. And it's funny because supposedly his back is broken, but he's screaming. So, and they even address that in the movie, too, because he's like, he's like, I thought his back was broken. Why? How, how can he feel this? 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's got septa. What did he call it? I don't. I, some, that bone. Something with the nerves. No, it's a bone marrow disease. Oh. Sep something septimus septimus. Uh-huh. Anyway, which is stupid because it's a bone marrow disease, which means it goes into your bloodstream. Oh. So breaking uh-huh. his legs off wouldn't have mattered anyway. Well, I think. Well, they they were just playing off the tension with them not wanting to do it. Right, but it's a misstatement of a medical thing. They say it, and I've read it or heard about it. Oh. In well, the whatever. thing, so I just thought it was for tension. But I, dude, that is a brutal fucking. It really scene. is that leg thing, man. Like I just don't know. Like you know, can you just imagine if you're and stuck then having in that? to solder it with a hot pan? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and why? So they, could, you know, they're all gonna die anyway. Well, he ends up getting choked out by the plants. Yeah, He's the anyway. only one that dies from the plants. Mm-hmm. Well, aside from the people that were there before them, mm-hmm. because they show that girl in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. screaming with the plants around her. Mm-hmm. And that's the same girl that's down there later on that's, like, stuck in the plants. Right. Uh, it's just cool. I thought it was cool. Like, I would I love to cool. see... I would love to see them be a little more acidic, like the, the plants. Mm-hmm. Like, melt people's flesh off. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, in a way, like... Didn't I, I don't want to say that it's the same, but, like, just the fact that they move around a little bit. Kind of like how Swamp Thing gave me the vibes of, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. These plants kind of give me that vibe of the thing. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just different. Right. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I also liked how it was like, people are going to keep coming because they're friends. They were looking for that guy's brother. That's what brought them there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then they left a map with their friends. Yeah, there's all these, like... uh like. Um, lines of hope that they've right. thrown out in the movie and they keep shattering them one by one. Mm-hmm. Even at the very end, mm-hmm. when the brothers, they show up, mm-hmm. they're all laughing and giddy and shit. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're going to go up the fucking... Right. And they're going to get kept there by the Mayans. Mm-hmm. So, I It mean, makes you think, too. It's like, how how does the, the country not know about this? How does, you know, the, people have to be looking for these people, you know? It's, it's right. Of, and what happens now that she got out? Because mm-hmm. Jenna gets out. Or the- uh, oh, the world ends. COVID. Right. <laughs> then that's 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 how we got Hedora, which is the fucking no, is it Hedora? I don't know the 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 plant monster that fights fucking Godzilla. Oh, <laughs> she's the plant monster. Yeah, she turns into that thing and fucking Godzilla she has turns to fight into her. Fucking poison that's ivy. That's what the, the the king the 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 Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> is going to be about is like her turning into a plant monster and they both have to battle her you know what i mean that's that's what happens it take it's taken this many years to cultivate this movie into the king kong and uh godzilla franchise okay thanks for letting me know that that's some superior planning if you ask me (laughs) by the way it is biolante versus godzilla not had or Godzilla versus Biolante from 1989. Not Hedora. Hedora is actually one of the original reasons what Godzilla was supposed to be created. Fun fact: he was supposed to be like a ball of slime that had eyes. Okay, and like Hed- a blob or something. Well, Hedora was like one of those environmentally safe movies where they talk about smog and like how you're polluting the earth Mm -hmm. because you know he's the king of monsters he's here to protect the earth Mm -hmm. and like humans are bad for earth or like cancer on it Mm -hmm. and they created the smog monster which is Hedorah which is one of my favorite fucking Godzilla movies it's one of the more batshit ones that and Biollante are like some of the crazier ones Uh ah 
So that's why I bring it up. But yeah, originally Godzilla was supposed to be a mass of like, like the blob. Oh, okay. And so Hedorah finally got out in that movie. So it's almost like Godzilla versus Godzilla, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, the more you know, <laughs> I'm nerding out about Godzilla. I'm sorry, guys. Like, sue me. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Otherwise, um, John, if you're listening, he's proud. He's right. He's proud of me right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All these stupid facts that just linger in my brain that I think about and make connections with is, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. It's like these Very weird. sometimes like deep inside jokes that like nobody will get. <laughs> Sometime when they unearth these these uh, podcasts, they're going to be like, God, he was genius. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're like, Jesus, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is the trash people listen to. No, but guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, there, we really do appreciate every week you guys coming by, sharing the episode again. Please, if you get a chance, please do share the episode to find more people like yourself who enjoy this because uh, we love doing it and we want to keep doing it. And you guys are the main reason for us to do it. So other than that, we love it. You know, otherwise we would have quit right. a long time a ago. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of a you know stubborn piece of shit like that you know yes you are but if we're not doing something right why don't you come out and tell me motherfucker huh tell me what i'm doing wrong just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no i would love to hear from you guys and if you have some suggestions or anything that you would like to see on the podcast please let us know i always take those into heart and i always keep them in my back pocket for later uh, events and i think about you like i've literally put together episodes specifically for one person uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like, they don't even listen. No. Uh, you, <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. It gives me the right, idea exactly. and then I do it and it's fun to learn. Like I'm learning this shit in a lot of ways as I go. You know, it's not like I know everything. I've just seen a lot mm-hmm. and I like talking about it. Mm-hmm. I, this is not a podcast about me, even though I, I, I lead it and you, you fucking help me and you push me to keep me sane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, sorry, I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> I fucking love you guys. <laughs> Also, guys, don't forget one last thing. We're going to be watching two movies next week. We're going to be watching the Japanese movie called Pulse from 2001 and the American remake that came out in 2006. These are sort of like a modern horror take on electronics. So other than that, thanks for coming by. And as always, Wallace Boy. (laughs) 